You're listening to the Honeypot Chats, a podcast about cybersecurity with your hosts, Brenda and Tambi. Welcome to this week's episode of Honeypot Podcast. And this week, we have a very special guest with us from Zikta, which is the Zambia Information, Communications and Technology Authority. Um, the episode for this week is getting to know Zikta. So we just want um, our guest to pretty much give us an understanding of what Zikta is about. Um, so there's no confusions, you know, no myths about it. We'll, we'll get it straight from somebody who actually works from Zikta. Once again, thank you for tuning in. And as usual, thank you for the feedback and the support. Brenda will just introduce the topic overall. And um, please note, this will be an interview. Brenda, over to you. Thanks, uh, Tambi. So yeah, as Tambi said, we're going to get to know Zikta today. And with us, we've got Nawa, who will introduce himself and he will tell us what he does at Zikta. Yeah, so over to you, Nawa. Thank you for joining us. Sure. Um, thank you, ladies, and uh, to everyone that's going to tune in. Uh, thanks for this opportunity. So um, my name's Anawati Jasamatole. I'm a cybersecurity specialist. I'm actually the manager of cybersecurity uh, at the regulator. So Zikter, the Zambia Information and Communication Technology Authority. Uh, just to give a brief about us, I would say um, we actually were uh, established through uh, an act. Uh, to the 2009 ICT Act number 15, as well as the ECT Act number 21 of 2009. Um, previous to us being called Zikta, we are actually communication authority of Zambia. So through the mandate, uh, where we draw our powers from through the ICT and ECT Act, hence Zikta came about. Um, just to give a general overview, uh, we regulate a sector that um, I think is becoming converged. Uh, and I'll explain it this way. Through the ECT Act, uh, the ICT Act, uh, I'll start from there, you've got uh, the powers to regulate the mobile network operators, as it may be, as well as other licensees like uh, the internet uh, service providers uh, to one extent, right? Then we've got also the postal regulation. Um, that's another act that uh, Zikta draws its powers from. And this is where the issues to do with postal. Um, I'll, I'll say uh, in practice, you've got DHL, FedEx, uh, Zampos, they're all regulated entities through ourselves. Now, when I say the converges, um, and maybe let's look at it from one aspect. Uh, banking. Banking is no longer, or the financial sector, as I might say, is no longer just being done through brick and mortar. Um, there is now the aspect of it being done through the mobile platforms. And that's where you've got your uh, mobile payment uh, uh, provisions or providers that are riding on the MMOs. So the sector is no longer just looking at um, mobile network space, but we are kind of cross-cut onto the financial side as well. A little bit detail on that as well. The ECT Act empowers Zikta to regulate all critical databases. In short, all critical information infrastructure, regardless of the sector they might fall in. Cross-cutting. So we've got categories. 
the banks are actually listed as critical information infrastructure, all the financial sectors it may be. You've got the MNOs by nature. As critical infrastructure, you also have the health sector. So by that definition and the powers through the ECT Act, you, we, we, we kind of cross-cutting. Um, I'll kind of, kind, of, kind of give an example of how ZRA operates. ZRA does not, um, is not limited to only um, regulating or collecting taxes from one sector. Will it be financial or ICT? They'll regulate because it's their mandate. Ourselves, our regulation when it comes to auditing critical information infrastructure or critical databases is cross-cutting. So banking platforms, um, in terms of security of infrastructure, we come in, be it in the health sector, we come in, be it on the MNOs side, uh, being the mobile network operators, we also have the powers to regulate them. So in a nutshell, I'll break it down as that's your sector. I will touch on the other aspect, but as time goes by. Okay, thanks. Um, you mentioned the ECT Act. Are there any other current um, related laws in Zambia with respect to cybersecurity that you can give us more information about? Sure. So um, the ECT Act, very interesting act, I should say, um, with a preamble that actually empowers the authority to create a safe and secure ecosystem for individuals, the business and the government and everyone that is operating within the sphere itself. Now, cybersecurity, having touched on that, is another function that Zikta uh, actually does undertake on behalf of the nation. It wasn't clearly spelled out as being cybersecurity as people would expect, but the text is there in the law. And now, to make it much more clear and straight to the point, there are new bills that are coming out. I believe um, in the past uh, uh, three days, there was an announcement uh, through one of the tabloids uh, that cabinet has basically passed or agreed in, not in principle this time, because initially when they were presented before cabinet, they were agreed in principle. But now they sat down and agreed on the three bills that we've been, um, on the two bills so far, and one that is about to be agreed upon very soon. So we had the data protection law that was being handled partly through the ECT Act, but now you've got a law that, um, a bill, I should state a bill, because it has to go before parliament and agreed upon before it becomes law. So right now there's that bill, it's gone through that part of cabinet. Uh, we've got the Electronic Communication and Transaction Act, the same ECT Act, but now I would say revised ECT Act. Uh, that one is gone, also going through cabinet and um, already agreed upon. Now it's going to the next step, uh, which will be presented already in parliament as bill. Then we've got now the upcoming new cybersecurity and cyber crimes bill. So uh, unfortunately, I'm bound to secrecy. Mm. Um, I'll speak uh, maybe just to give you some pointers, but without mentioning the details. So other than the ECT Act, there's no other law, I stand to be corrected, that compels um, talks about the security of systems or mandates one authority to handle it other than the ECT Act. Okay, 
cool. So maybe we can get you back again some other time when once the secret's out, right? That would <laughs> yeah. definitely be yeah. helpful. Very soon, but um, uh, through the East Act, um, we we empowered to um, release or issue our guidelines, and I can speak into that because even as we were coming up with those, being mindful of the new cybersecurity law that's coming out. So I, I can basically touch on the, the news, what we're calling an essential baseline control, uh, cybersecurity control uh, guideline that will be coming out. And this will, will be applicable to both small, medium, and large corporations, as it may be. Um, and it's to tackle probably what I would say the threat vectors that are used 80% of the time. And uh, through this maturity framework, as it may be, you'll find if people do follow this, it will solve 80% of what are on the ground. And I've actually compared it to other frameworks around um, to fine-tune it so that it's not tedious, but it's something that even top management in institutions that are not tech-savvy would definitely find it very easy to follow through and ensure compliance by their CISOs or uh, IT heads, as it may be. There will be also, I might touch on um, the risk assessment framework, which is part of the East. Um, it's spoken about in the ECT Act, but uh, from industry, we've gotten a response asking how we should be submitting this or how it should look. So we've provided text for that, basically a guideline for that on how that should be undertaken. That will be coming up next year as well. I think the other documents that will be coming out of frameworks relate to the public key infrastructure. Now, I know banks at the moment through Bank of Zambia do have the public key infrastructure framework, but this one that's coming out definitely will address issues of digital identity. And I know every sector has been crying out for this, saying, look, why should I submit the same information I submit to the banks? To, and when I go and get any other service through government, I have to do the same thing. When I go to the MNOs, I use the same card, I have to submit the same information. Is there, isn't there a smart way of handling all this information through either one registration and all that interaction is taken care of? And now we're saying, yes, that's now being handled. And very soon, if the powers be, this could even roll out by the end of next year where you now start getting real interaction and one digital ID. But I can assure you that's in the works and the groundwork has already been done. And uh, yeah, very soon you're going to be seeing registrations for the new NRC, if I may put it like that. Oh, that would be absolutely awesome. Our next question is, you know, so people usually think that just because, you know, Zambia is in Africa, it's not prone to cyber attacks. Are you able to share some of the types of cybersecurity um, attacks that are common to Zambia? Sure. Um, so maybe let me explain it this way. Cybersecurity cannot be done by the government ourselves. And given the kind of connection we have, right, um, we, we, we don't have one internet gateway, right? And um, the internet gateway was liberalized. So you, you, most of our critical infrastructure is run by the private sector, including most internet gateways. So for us to get reliable um, uh, threat intelligence, as it may be, it would need collaboration. It would need, need uh, data sharing with the respective stakeholders 
that uh, would probably have most of these in the hand of most of these traffic or data analytics. So from Zikta's side, uh, we took up a proactive measure. We've got a cyber attack, a real-time cyber attack threat um, map or threat map, as it may be. And where we, sh- we are in collaboration with uh, collaborating uh, partners. So from those sensors, I might not say which institutions or security reasons, uh, but they themselves have access to the backend. So from the ones we've seen, I would say the attacks are different. Now, there are two ways of looking at it. If I'm trying to break into your system and looking at the threat vectors, I'll either concentrate on going for the hardware and seeing what vulnerabilities they have. And if we're using that method, then definitely the matrix I'll tell you is I've seen a lot of SNFs going for MongoDB, um, SSH, ports, um, and um, FTP. I would say all together, um, and um, I had researched the cyber attack database when I was doing an upgrade, but between July this year and as of now, I've seen over 3.6 million attacks on about uh, 10 institutions put together. Okay. Now, that's just one side of looking at uh, the threats we're receiving. There's the other blind side we're not seeing yet, and um, I'll only speculate. Reason being, if you define a cyber attack in the context of phishing attacks that come through as well, then there's a blind side because we need now the collaborating partners to share that kind of information, kind of phishing attacks they're receiving. And I know a lot of institutions are not immune from this, it's happening on a global scale, but hence the new policy that will be coming through next year, compelling institutions, especially the critical infrastructure, to share this information because it will then help us, the government, zero in and offer best defensive practices or controls that they might be implemented to reduce the threat factor. So on the infrastructure, you're looking at over 2.6 million attacks and counting. Uh, one, the highest one-day attack I witnessed uh, hit over 95,000 incidents. Wow, I'm quite surprised. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 95 within a 24-hour space. And that was just for one sensor of one institution. So um, I think the more institutions come on board, I speculate I could be seeing over an easily, easily over 500,000 attacks a day. So, uh, I mean, what we're just seeing is just, I would say maybe just a tiny drop in the order of what's currently happening. But as I mentioned, it's all about collaboration. Luckily, the new law will kind of compel uh, people to share this information because then I can give you um, near truth, uh, cyber security matrix of what's happening on the ground. Great, that's very insightful. Um, I think a lot of people uh, more than anything, would be surprised at the again, you know, like like Brenda said um, prior to the question that you know there's this misconception that because we're in Africa, you know, Zambia, there are no cyber crimes or attacks happening. And um, you know, thank you for sharing that information, which I know is an eye opener. Now, sorry yeah. for that. Actually, um, we've on our website, so that's www.cirt.zm. Um, you can actually visit it and. Uh, 
I make sure there's a there's a threat map that you can actually see from the public. You actually see live real-time attacks that are coming on our infrastructure. So these are not made up, and you can actually see where they're coming from and which specific towns. Now, attribution definitely would be hard, given other people, even like myself, if I'm surfing on the darknet or anywhere else, I use a VPN, right? Mm-hmm. And so other people might be attacking using VPNs, but um, definitely attacks are coming, and you can actually see them on our map. So sorry for that. I just thought I should bring it so that anyone else can actually go and see for themselves. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Um, now, you know, obviously the world has changed. We're living in the times of COVID, which has forced some organizations that didn't um, consider digital transformation to now take that path. Um, so with the COVID and this digital transformation that is happening, um, has this changed anything about the way you execute your duties at Zikta or how Zikta is working as a whole? Oh, Yes. Um, very interesting. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll put it in two tiers. I think there's been a cost cut, as it may be, and you know where everyone's like, "Why did we have to wait for COVID?" You know, some of these people you had, and I think you're gonna see this practice a lot. And I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. I, I don't know how often any of you have visited the president's uh, official Facebook or State House website, but me, I'll say it's, uh, Facebook. Because in there, you're going to see pictures. Actually, he's having cabinet online and the ministers are, are seated in their own offices and all that. Right. Just like them. I think there's, it's less congestion for ministers to rush from one point to another and this cost cutting. Same from Zikta's side. And I think when we interact now with the ministries and other stakeholders, from the comfort of our offices, and sometimes I'm on the road rushing to another meeting, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we requires me to be physically there, but however, because for example, platforms like we're using right now, I'm able to more like queue two beds at the same time, yeah. as well as cost. So it's really changed. We've even implemented working from home policies now. So uh, we're testing out how we can, we are sector, we're an ICT uh, regulator. So we're experimenting even in our workplace and culture. However, we're still government. So whatever it is, always to be present so that even if someone was to come, there's no skeleton stuff, we can still give them 100%. But at least we're testing out these ecosystems of can you work away from home? Um, let's see how, how it affects the web performance. Uh, just being able to collaborate more efficiently using these platforms. And for me, I see it as a plus. And I think the organization so far is going through that transformation, which is good. Fantastic. Um, okay, so walk us through a typical day in the office for you, from the moment you walk in up until lunch, up until you leave. <laughs> um, I, I could almost say my day is never routine. Mm. Um, but, um, for my genius, uh, definitely. Uh, in most cases, it might seem routine. Myself, no. And it goes back to my, uh, uh, my job description. So maybe let me break down the functions um, that we currently, just give you a summary, right? Being cybersecurity uh, and what the, the law mandates under the ECT Act, there's an issue of auditing and risk assessment. Okay? There's an issue of policy direction and policy formulation. There's an issue because of the Zambia Computer Incident Response Team, which is your, your fire brigades for the country, we're the first responders, right? And through that, we are mandated 
to respond to all incidents on behalf of the government. And doing that requires, in certain cases, we be proactive. So being proactive, we've got the vulnerability or penetration testing services. We've got the huge chunk of the digital forensics. Now, uh, people might wonder, digital forensics, um, mm. how do you guys come in? Okay, so it's part of CERT. If you guys are hacked at any given point, we should be able to come and tell you the story of how someone came through and how far the attack has gone through. We can, and some of it might require we uh, do some reverse engineering. So because of those capabilities and those functions, fortunately or fortunate, uh, unfortunately, depending on the way you, you're looking at it from, these capabilities are not just found on the streets or anything like that. So mm-hmm. when it comes to law enforcement, we do lend a hand in terms of interpreting facts because then they come with a warrant that mandates us to assist so that we help the courts in telling the truth on what happened. The beauty about it is um, we help both government and private sector. There's no charge for this. No charge. So there's no charge. Fantastic. So no charge, digital forensic at the moment, no charge. Um, so when institutions call us or our stakeholders, I mean, it's part of what government wants. Um, to create an enabling environment and make sure as you go uh, online, when incidents do happen, government is there to help you serve better. And part of it is part of the resilience strategy of helping you recover or tell the story on how best you can protect yourself after an incident. So those are some of the duties. Um, And based on that, my typical day, definitely, if you were to ask me, for example, now are you secure? I'll tell you, look, um, when I looked at my logs at midnight, one of my last habits before I even sleep, I always just log in and check out my logs. I'll tell you, well, I was secure last time I checked my logs. Uh, As of right now, I'll need to tell you, uh, once I, uh, the last time I checked my logs, that was around 15 hours, actually, when I got to report. So first thing in the morning, jump on the system, get through reports and trends. Um, definitely, I'm always in meetings. I have to touch base with the bosses and tell them what's happening. Um, every day, we're always receiving digital forensic requests. We go in. There are issues to do with... Uh, Online privacy and cyber crimes, I would say almost social media kind of issues that come through our online reporting portal. We've got teams addressing that. The issues of us now going in with our vulnerability assessment and just making sure institutions that might are not safe are safe or where we find holes or where we get a threat that a certain website has been hacked and they probably don't know about it, then we point it out and uh, help them secure and maybe tell them the story. Normally, sometimes you get people saying, how do you know we're hacked? So it's like, look, we're in the business of protecting you. So even when we are working and um, there are certain commands we can type that will tell us what's happening within the ZM space. So um, very busy, but this year I might say it's been one of the busiest because these laws were needed like years ago. And um, I'm happy that they have reached the stage where they're at because come next year, things are going to change. 
the office will be much busier. I know the team will have to grow. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, um, or I can say, and well, I'll say this, we do some reverse malware engineering. So uh, there's that component of our work every day, the team that's working on um, those kind of things. And uh, yeah, the, the, but the biggest chunk as well that we have is cyber awareness. Uh, we cannot be safe with, by just implementing these tools around without letting people know and um, yeah, arranging trainings for institutions that need to know the ins and outs of how hackers come through and how you can better protect yourself. Those are services. So we've got a whole team around that. Um, and um, yeah, I have to touch base with everyone, but be in the middle of top management and myself and also advise policy on the other end. As I mentioned, I think with the digital forensics, it takes us into court as well. So um, yeah, and um, I'd say in a month, we could easily process 60 devices, cases that come through the office. So yeah, um, yeah, roughly it's, it's dynamic. I, all I can say is my work is not boring. And um, <laughs> exciting every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like Brenda, I'm sure you're going to agree with me. We will definitely have to have um, Nawa back on for another episode just to get into definitely. what is digital forensics, what is reverse yeah. uh, malware engineering, you know, all these things. So we'll definitely have yeah. you back on the show because it's very interesting. Um, yeah. So now you talked about the website where we can go and monitor what's happening in, in real time. I'll just ask you to repeat the website again. And then also, how can we get in touch with Zekta? Um, if I've got, you know, for example, if I suspect there is spyware on my phone or my laptop, is that something that I bring to your department? Um, or how do I go about it? Sure. Um, so starting with the website, it's www.cirt. So C for Charlie, I for information, R for Robert, T for Tom dot zm zm um when you get to the website actually we're just updating it um but uh, you should see some interesting uh, things going on there uh, kind of expressing how we we see ourselves um there's a tab there that allows you to click on which is cyber attack which will take you to the threat metrics uh threat map however you could access the threat map directly by going to alert. So instead of www, you type alert. It's a subdomain, A-L-E-R-T dot cert dot ZM. That would take you directly to the portal rather than it being emulated through our main website. Yes. How, how do people um, get in touch with oh, sure. you? So let's say I have an issue. Yeah. How do I get in touch with Victor? Um, we've got the, the hotline. It's toll free. Uh, 7070. Um, mainly, though, we've got the portal online. So instead of, we've, we've got basically, I'd say, three domains for now that you can deal with, but the, the one you can get us on for any issues is report.cert.zm. So for the cyber attack, it's alert. For the main website, it's www, as you might all know, but for the reporting, Portal, it's report.cert.zm. Other than that, uh, I don't know who's listening in. I was going to give you my number, but 
once they get to know you better than we, we, can't we, we don't want that we don't want to be the cause of, of, of unnecessary no. problems at home now <laughs> no thank you no 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 we, we still want you back so we want your wife to allow us to have you back on the on the show so no we're not no 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 in fact I'll, I'll, for now. just jokingly just jokingly i mean you don't want to start calling me a hacker you know um, <laughs> so, when you have my number, you better behave. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. Um, no. Um. Look, guys, I've got so much to share. Uh, you can always drop us a line. Um. So I don't want to. Uh, well, my email, if I'm to give it. Well, you can go to Nawa. Send me an email Nawa at cert.zm or um. Our, Anyone that wants to find out, please uh, just ask Tambi. And um, yeah, she, she can give you my email if you want to drop me an email. And then we can have further discussions if you've got any other problem. However, as mentioned, um, if you've got issues with your computers and all that, just come through to Zikta. Write a, um, just write a letter to the Director General explaining your problem and how, how we may assist you. And um, yeah, we'll get our team to to assist you. However, as I might say, uh, just put a caveat to that. We do get a lot of requests. So normally our SLA on digital forensic is given a window of 10 working days. Even if we know sometimes you could do it within a day, but depending <laughs> on um, uh, what is critical and what needs to, to be handled first, because some of the issues that we might assist the police with uh, have to do with um, Life, uh, yeah, find, uh, helping them so that we can determine whether someone has been kidnapped, those kind of things. So, um, I must say, so there's always that issue because we help everyone, we're there to help both government and the stakeholders, and that's the, the government's wish. And so that we we represent you, we represent the truth before the courts of law. Okay, awesome. So, before we quickly go into the fast, uh, fun fact questions, uh Two or three things, any words of wisdom to impart to our listeners on how they can get into cybersecurity or follow your footsteps? Two or three things. Oh, so maybe let me just give a background. So I, I have a double degree in computer science and IT. I love to program. I also have a master's degree in uh, cybersecurity. I have undertaken several courses, and thanks, thank you to the government, specialized in hacking. Um, I mean, definitely hacking so that I can know how to better secure systems, uh, digital forensics, from the risk side of it, the ISO 27,000, um, 27,001, 2013, leads implementer and auditor as well. Maybe best if you check my LinkedIn profile. I've got some of the training, specialized trainings I've done. However, I read a lot. I am always curious. I ask the questions of how does a computer know that this net this device is on the network? And how does it what are the protocols? You know, rather than reading about Oh, yeah, I know there's this protocol and everything, but how does it work at a lower level? All this information can be found 
with your best friend, Google. <laughs> with an inquisitive mind on YouTube, you'll find these answers. Some of the hacker guys have come across, I mean, they don't have a degree, I'll tell you that. Um, some of these guys have built these tools that we use, you know, are, are just curious minds that have done all this research online, not gone to school and everything. That's the beauty about our industry. And it doesn't have to take you to have done computer science and everything else, but certain courses are just advice. Learn some programming language um, because that will help you if you want to understand how to break into systems or uh, fish out, I mean, Python, for example. I can program in nine different languages, um, but definitely I can tell you Python is yeah, one of those there on top. I like it. Be curious. Mobile apps, learn about them because there's also that aspect of us. Now everyone's jumping on mobile apps. There are vulnerabilities in there. You can learn all this, the ebooks. You can join online for $29 and you get your course. I don't like people that say this thing is hard. What I mean is never get discouraged because some person has done so many courses and they're coming to you, you know, I've done all this or I've got this certification and everything, so I'm better than you now. It doesn't work like that. All you need is to be focused. If you want to achieve anything, you can. Always ask questions. I mean, I'm always learning. Even if I've had so much experience and the privilege of being trained and meeting some of the top-end guys in the industry, I'm always learning. I'm also always learning from my juniors. I'm open like that. Just have an open mind. Ask the questions. Uh, research online. I kid you not. The same questions you have in your mind, how does this work? If you were to type it in Google and start reading, wow, you won't stop because it always leads you to something else and something else. And I always say, you know, uh, sorry, I'm a Christian, I'm, but I won't apologize for that. But I'm, I'm always saying God has put something in us. And when you ask the questions and when you ask him, say, God, this, I want to know, how do I go about it? I kid you not. The spirit of God will always direct you. And those answers will start showing up whenever you're researching and everything and the whole picture comes together. So for me, I'll just say, touch on everything. Learn about networks. Learn the basics of programming. Um, but cybersecurity is an industry that's open and there's so many dimensions to it. It's so big enough, every one of us can come in. But the most important thing is always read because where you think you are today Tomorrow will change based on threats and technology changing. So always read. Yeah, always read. You see, I'm even giving you a long-winded answer because it's just so much. <laughs> <laughs> I can, we can see that. <laughs> but thank you. I mean, um, it's always good to expand on, on your experience and your, you know, what you've been through. Um, we've got five fun fact questions that we'll quickly go through. So number one is, what is your hidden talent? Hidden talent? Let's see. I don't know whether it's hidden. Okay, I'm good at acrobatics. Really? Um, yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm very good at soccer. I'd like to say, think I'm Ronaldo because I can run really, really fast. Um, uh, I remember, I think, the fastest I've done. And without training... Uh, is 11.3. So if you're trying to catch me, you better be that quick. <laughs> now you're I'm showing off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go and check it out. You see, this is a big guy. 
<laughs> if you want to fight with me, forget I'm running. But yeah, um, uh, I don't know. Huh? I think I'm a very good singer, even if my madam thinks I'm crap. Woo! <laughs> I, I, I think I'm good. Trust <laughs> me. For me, I sing for the Lord. And if the Lord is doing the It's a joyful noise. It's a joyful noise. Exactly. I ain't taking anyone telling me, no, babe. Uh, no, 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 no. The people that can't, can't, don't have a voice out there. So let me enjoy me. Uh, go see. So, I think I can say that's my hidden talent. Oh, nice. Yeah. So before I get into the second question, I have to attest that, um, well, I don't know if you remember this now, but in my second year at university, you helped me with my programming courses. They were killing me. I didn't understand it. I hated it, but now it helped me. So when it comes to programming, now I was up there. That I can attest for sure. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank <laughs> Um, I can also attest to the to the soccer and the acrobatics. I have seen that with my own eyes. Yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm yet to see that it. to attest to it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll make videos of it. <laughs> yeah, actually, but I, I actually, thought if if you search now JT Summers on Google, uh-huh. you're gonna see something uh-huh. pop up about me and my soccer issues. There's a, a league okay. called Osaka Sunday League. Yeah. So I'm not lying. No, no, no one. You see, now you're getting defensive. Do you know why I say this? Do you know why I say this? Yeah. Because at one time, when I told someone, it's like, ah, when I say a name, you know, yeah, I'm good at running. They're like, you know what? You're lying. (laughs) When I told someone, they're like, no, you're lying. Then they asked me about soccer. I said that too. They asked me about another thing. I said, that is like, you know what? You're feeling yourself. Like, no. You're not lying. I was like, yeah, that's the thing. You know, sometimes when you tell someone the truth, they don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. But then when you show it, like, it's too much. And unfortunately, sometimes people might not like you for your talent. Or For your truth. Yeah. For working hard. Because it becomes a thing of, you're showing off. And I'm like, no. You asked me, yeah. can you hack? Can, can yes. you hack a system? I'm like, yes, I can do that. Can you do reverse malware? And I said, like, yes, I can do that. Can you tell me a story even if I deleted stuff or connected things or moved data off your computer and stuff like that? I'm like, yes, I can. Mm. Can you do risk assessment, profiling, whatever? Yes. Can you build systems? Yes. Can you build mobile apps or web apps or desktop apps, like, I'm like, yes, can you design website? I'm like, look, I can do it, mm. you know? But then like, no, how? Like, well, I read a lot. I learn and that's just me. For yeah. me, work is not from seven to five, even on the dot, no. I'm always just, I'm not doing it. I'm not saying everyone should knock off at five, no, it's work smart. If you can do your work with that five and everything, you've got your systems well as good. But for me, it's just me. I need to read to be on top and so that I can advise government on what's happening on the ground and how best we can secure industry. That's what I'm paid for. So when you guys are getting attacked and everything else, guess what? The pressure is on me because I should have known about these threats going on. So 
I'm the guy who's paid so that these things, um, yeah, we better secure ourselves. And I love it. <laughs> nice, nice. So what was the last thing you Googled before this interview? <sighs> what to buy for my daughter Christmas. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. That is so cute. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cute. What, what song best describes your work ethic? Uh, let's see okay. whether you can pick this one up. I'm going to play it. T-Pain and Kanye West. <laughs> right? Just wait, just wait, just wait. I need the chorus. Come. then that's my good life, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, nice. this song, no matter what, it's timeless for me. But yeah. it's, it's not uh, some of those lyrics you might hear on the other parts, but <laughs> it's something about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. So what's a random award or recognition you feel you deserve? Uh, this one, um, I'll say it this way. I think I'm going to speak about these these laws that are coming, and uh, and say it will be something that I'll forever cherish, whether I'm in government or at the point where I have to leave. Because I always take it like this: with government, you learn, they bring you up, and at some point you have to add to society, this knowledge I have could be expanded elsewhere and other people will have to come up, right? But uh, it is one, these are laws that will change Zambia's landscape. At the same time, the skills we have in our country will now benefit from an entrepreneurial point of view because industry will be forced to consult or hire locals to do these works. So for me, once the time comes out there, uh, I think the IT industry in Zambia will, will always say, you know what, these laws make way truly enabling. And having been a part of the team that came up with these, um, I think that's the only award I'll say. I'll deserve a pat on the back here. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Um, the last question is... Um, what movie can you practically quote from start to finish? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> not, not even Frozen. This is how bad it gets with me. I don't know if you want to put me to sleep, unless it's comedy or a really good action movie. Anything else, I'll black out within 10 minutes. Oh, then man. for some reason, at the end of the movie, I'll just wake up. Wake up. And yeah, I, I notice this. Like cinemas now, nah, sorry, I'm I'm bad. 
I'm bad. And I, I don't know, maybe it's because with the years, spending a lot of time on the computers and everything, so the lighting, because even my, my sight is kind of affected now with glasses and all. So, yeah, I, I think I need to, to relax a little bit, go on holiday, okay. and I can be watching. But uh, my kind of job, you got to be 24-7. So, yeah. So movies, uh, unfortunately, now. Nah. Okay. No, that's cool. So we've come to the end of this interview. Thank you so much, Nawa. Any last parting words you want to tell our listeners? Let me just say this. Never say never because someone has told you it's impossible. So just always remember there is God and all things with God are possible. And it's never too late. Um, yeah. So just follow your dreams. And um, yeah, we, we can change we can change the image of Africa and we're already starting, you know? So yeah, always research, always pray, be ready to learn. Yeah, I think uh, for now that's all I can say. No, thank you so much. Uh, we're definitely signing out now, Tambi. Any last words for our oh, listeners? By the way, by the way, sorry. Yes, yes. Um, just, just to, to add this. Cybersecurity sector is on. It's not just the guys, by the way. Uh, we've, so far, we've got uh, three ladies. Nice. Actually, in the future, we're doing recruitment. We, in fact, it's it's policy. We hire more ladies, and um, from my team, yeah, I'm on a target of making sure equal numbers. So right now, we're less on the women. Next job opportunities, definitely not to say. Uh, Guys won't be considered, but ought to say we are encouraging women. Female empowerment. Exactly. <laughs> so um, when you see those job openings, and I know next year we're going to expand because of our mandate, which is coming, which will be much bigger and cannot be handled by the small team. Um, and government really wants to make sure we the world is cyber resilient uh, ecosystem in Zambia, which means a lot of work um, from risk assessment, penetration testing, incident response. So don't think, oh, Zika guys, no, 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 no. Here we're actually. <laughs> yeah. No, we like that. That we like is, that. We like yeah. we like the sound of that. Yeah. So as as we close, um, like I said, we definitely have to have you back on the show now. And I, I've got a feeling that we will have you back several times. Um, your yep. job is very interesting. <laughs> um, you know, we've learned a lot from you. Um, obviously, we couldn't fit in everything into this episode, but we, we need to have you back. And also, I'm going to give you a challenge. I would like for you um, to pick one of the ladies that can in future can come on the show. You just got the words off my mouth. I was about to say, you know what? The next thing, I'm coming with the ladies. Yeah. Yeah, Cyber that would be amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Nawa, for your time. Um, definitely a friend to the show. We look forward to more episodes with you. Um, thank you for the work that you're doing on behalf of the government. And I know there are definitely people who um, will reach out to you because what you do is very interesting, you know. Um, and maybe, you know, you you could be a mentor to other people as well, because obviously, um, like we've mentioned in the show, people have this misconception about Zambia. We don't have the talent. We don't have the know-how, but we do. And you've actually proved that to everybody else. So thank you very much. Mm -hmm. 
if I may just add, um, if there's a university out there with people, whatever, because I'm planning on uh, doing a pro bono course um, just to try it out, but uh, it could be maybe something that's added to their credits, but the university don't have to pay me or anything like that. Okay. I would like to take cybersecurity as a module. So if there are any connections or people that would be interested, yeah, I, I could do it. And for the sake of people just understanding, it's part of our mandate, but I feel it's maybe one of the best ways I can reach out and share this knowledge as well as from a practical point of view. Um, there are also internships that, that do undertaken by ZipTech. People can always apply. And um, I'll also do my best to get um, people from policy making ministry to, to be accessible to you guys. So you can also hear it from their side as well. Great. Thank you so much. Now, thank you so much. Really appreciate this. So thank you guys and um, tune in to the next episode. Yes, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Honeypot Chats with Brenda and Tambi. Join us next time 